Thank you for turning on the Why This Times Talk podcast. In this edition, we're previewing the upcoming Times Talk entitled, Why the Next Wave of Caribbean Hurricanes Will Produce Another Wave of New Georgians. I'm joined in the studio today by Georgia College Biological and Environmental Sciences Professor Melanie DeVore. Tell us, what will you be talking about in this week's Times Talk? Okay, one of the things I want to talk about is that if you think about where the population of the world's at, half the people are about 100 miles from a shoreline. So we are creatures that have occupied shorelines. We love shorelines. They're important for commerce. They're important for so many reasons. And this is creating problems in a world where we have climate change, where we have rising sea levels. And combined with that is the increase in intensity of storms and the sizes of storms. So I don't think anybody ever believed or would would have thought that you would have had to add a couple more colors of purple to show the precipitation that fell on Houston last year. I mean, I don't think anybody had, it could comprehend how much precipitation that storm generated. And if you've, you're familiar with Houston and all the bayous and the areas there, how much it rose and what a disaster it was for that community. And I think you probably hit the nail on the head in that last response, but I'll ask it in case it solicits a different one. Why do you feel it's important to bring this conversation to the Times Talk this week? Well, it's the time of year. And so far, we've all been lucky, and a lot of it looks like that maybe some of these storms are getting sheared off at the top and not developing as they did other years. But, boy, did you ever think that you in your lifetime would see a storm the size of Sandy? Like a thousand miles? One that went all the way up the eastern seaboard and was affected in (laughs) my ancestral homeland of New York? No way. Yeah, so, I mean, when you stop and think about that, add to that this other issue we have with rising sea level. So imagine, you know, you're, you're showing your daughter, for instance, in the swimming pool, you know, how fast the water turns, and you're just putting your little finger in there, and you're turning it around really fast, okay? You're not pushing up a lot of water. Now, if you want to show her how to splash daddy, and you take your arm, and you push all that water, okay? So think about it, that size of the storm, and the way that it's going to be able to push that storm surge on top of the water that's already rising. It's just an exponential effect that's occurring here. And so the storm surges and the damage they can cause is just incredible. What do you hope uh, people take away from this conversation? Well, there's a number of things that I think are important to take away. One, that these problems are real. Who benefits from making up a nightmare scenario? I don't think anybody benefits. I don't think the people who are doing the science gain anything. Are they getting more grants for for saying these things happen? No. Is there anybody that really benefits from making up these scenarios? No. So that's one thing. The problem is that we spend so much time trying to convince people that these effects are real. That takes away from the time that we need to work together to propose ways to combat these changes and to address these changes instead of having a furious reaction to them. I mean, and people think that there's politics involved with climate change. There isn't. The climate could care less whether you live in a red state or a blue state. It's going to infect your shorelines the same ways. It does not matter. But what does matter is that these are going to be costly for all of us. In the state of Georgia, 
if we don't address and talk more about the welfare of our coastal counties and where the properties are and so forth, it's going to make it harder to have more groups come in and actually invest in the state because there's this big liability. So it affects our pocketbooks big time. And in everything that happens beyond the boundaries of our states and our in neighboring areas impacts us. I mean, I lived in Houston, Texas, and there was this relationship between New Orleans and, and Houston. And so when there was a hurricane, people from New Orleans just hit Highway 10, came on over to, to Houston. And so you can see that even after Katrina, the demographic changed, where we had so many people left and never went back to New Orleans, but came and immigrated to Houston. So we see that within our national boundaries. When we start having these series of hurricanes that are so large, that are so intense, that are dumping precipitations at levels that they're, like last year, they're changing the, the colors, showing the uh, inches of precipitation. Now we're going to have people moving up further. So people's response is to actually move eventually. Eventually, you're not going to be able to keep rebuilding your property. Eventually, there's going to be no way that you can recover from the impact of a storm on your island. What happens this year if, if Puerto Rico gets hit again? I don't think anybody wants to even begin to try and imagine what would happen. You knocked out the whole power grid. What happens when you get the other storm that hits? You know, you might say, okay, you, once every 100 years you had one of these super intense storms. What happens now that the cycle has gone from once every 100 years to every 16 years? And it's just on average one every 16 years. It doesn't mean that we couldn't have two back-to-back. -back. Mm -hmm. Well, Melanie DeVore, I want to thank you for joining me today on the Why This Times Talk podcast. Thank you. Of course, the Times Talk is a weekly current events and ideas symposium that takes place at noon, Wednesdays, in the Georgia College Library.